So we thank you, Lord, for this uh, beautiful word that's been given to us today. That just ask that you'd speak to our hearts, that uh, each one of us would just gain something from what's been given to us here and work it into our own hearts for our benefit. And we praise your name. Amen. So I've only got uh, one thing to say to you today. Uh, that's wherever Jesus is, there is healing. So you got it? Wherever Jesus is, there is healing. You see it in the Gospels right through. There's a account here where Jesus comes into Simon's house for the first time probably, and Simon's mother-in-law is sick in bed, and so he breaks the taboo and reaches out to touch her hand and says, rise up, and she gets up from bed and begins to serve them. She's healed of the fever straight away. And we see the crowds gather, and they're all there. Uh, it says the whole town came crowding around the door. Must have been fun. They cured many who were suffering from diseases of one kind or another. They cast out many devils. So this, whenever Jesus is, there's healing. This is not the only time in the Gospels. There were many, many accounts. Remember the woman who had the hemorrhage for 12 years and couldn't find a, a doctor to sort of help her? Uh, and, and, and she presses in through the crowd just to touch his cloak. And the power came out of him for healing. That encounter with Jesus brings healing. We're here in an encounter with Jesus already. We've gathered, where two or three are gathered in my name. He's in the midst, he says. Uh, and, you know, in the word that's spoken. And we're going to receive him to ourselves, into our very being. So it's an encounter with Jesus. So we come with expectancy of healing, really. Now, an 18-year-old girl who came to one of our uh, weekends, or really, really a week-long thing it was, and she had eczema all over her body. And the poor kid, she was too ashamed to you know, go to sleepovers because you know, the girls would see, uh, and she didn't want to go to swimming pool or anything like that. So her life was real restricted, and, and consequently she lived with a deep uh, shame and a deep sense of poor self-worth, you know, and, and I think also like, she just had an anxiety in her that was deeply ingrained. So when she came, there's some of the people just sort of gathered with her, just a few people, and began to pray. And as they prayed, they sort of sensed there was something in the family that might need a little bit of healing uh, in the background, etc. Something in her own personal heart that needed some uh, work on it. And they prayed into that as well. It wasn't long. Uh, and she, she looked down at her body and the eczema had disappeared. Because you see, they were praying in the name of Jesus. And when Jesus is present, healing happens. And she was so delighted that she spent the next year working in the youth mission team uh, just to sort of um, offer something back to the Lord. But of course, when we do bring ourselves for physical healing, it doesn't always happen. That's a bit of a mystery. We know sometimes it does happen, but it's always good to pray first for healing, physical healing. Then, but when we do open our hearts to the Lord for healing, you can be sure that always he meets you 
Now he's there and he is close to the brokenhearted, really. Uh, it's really important to understand that. See, we've got Job's uh, story here in the first reading. So Job is obviously in a tough place. Um, you know, he's very uh, sores all over his body. He'd lost uh, his family, he'd lost uh, his, his property. He hadn't seemed to have nothing left. And he's in a great depression. And he says, you know, months of delusion I've assigned to myself. Nothing for my own but nights of grief. Lying in bed, I wonder when it will be day. <laughs> that sort of depressiveness of spirit that can come over any of us, I guess, because of our lot. And, you know, we get unusual medication, etc. But there's a deeper reality. A friend of mine, um, you know, she sort of suffers a bit from depressive bouts. And she's had some medication, etc. It's working relatively well, but she still has this sort of struggle, which will go down into a pit. And I was sitting with her and sort of trying to empathise, and, um, and she said something to me. She said, you know, because she's got great faith. Faith's the issue. Huh? And, and she said, you know, and she's quoting a psalm. In the night there's darkness. But joy comes with the dawn, the psalm says. In the night there's darkness and joy comes with the dawn. We know that in Job's case, of course, joy did come in the end where he was freed of all his afflictions. But we're not always freed of our bodily afflictions. But at the time of our deepest distress, whatever that is, whether it's a physical affliction or a deeper psychological affliction, you can be sure but that's the time when Jesus draws near most. We tend to think that's the time when we're deserted. But no, that's when he draws really near to us. Now, a young man came to me. He sort of had an anger problem. Uh, he had a sort of a love-hate relationship with his dad. You know, from the culture that he came from, like he really honoured his dad. But on the other hand, his dad was into trouble. You know, he'd been thrown into prison a couple of times. He was sort of a drunkard and that sort of thing. And with bouts of great anger. And one time he picked this guy up and he threatened to kill him. So this young man, he's like deeply wounded in himself. And so he, he was carrying a lot of anger. Anger to the life, anger to himself, anger towards his family. Uh, and he was like a dangerous sort of anger, really. And he came out of need. And as we sort of went, worked it through a bit, uh, he got in touch with the deep wound and, and began to invite the Lord into that deep wound. Now, his whole life had been very painful, but now he was actually allowing himself to address the pain and bring it to the Lord and to acknowledge the lies that he'd been living under, that Life would never be good for him because of this and that and God knows what. And so his anger, and the only way I can sort of get joy out of life is beat someone up, you know. And so he, he learned to forgive and to let go. He learned to invite Jesus into that deepest area of pain and hurt. And you know, even after the second session, I realized, my goodness, I have a transformed man before me. Because he had met Jesus. And he allowed Jesus into the deepest pain in his heart. And it's a beautiful to behold. You see, and the Lord 
we have to know, as, as it says in the psalm today, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. The crushed in spirit he saves. He's close to the brokenhearted. That's the one he's most close to. He's close to all of us, of course. But he draws near to the brokenhearted. The crushed in spirit he saves. That's very important for us to sort of focus on, isn't it? You know, um, <clears throat> on the, in the Alleluia verse it says, Jesus bore our sicknesses and endured our suffering. So much as he loved us, didn't only do those healings during his journey, three years of ministry, but he went to the cross for our sake. And hanging on the cross, he took upon himself all of the suffering of humanity, uh, uh, the torture that we go through because of our sin, but also because of our, all of our sicknesses and our, uh, our pain and suffering that we have to endure in one way or another. He took it all on himself so that we would have a new hope in our hearts that only can come through him. You know, a young woman um, came to one of our, our programs, as it were, and she had a, a, an awful sort of history, really. The poor thing, she'd, she'd grown up in, again, it was an abusive dad, but, uh, and she used to scream at home, she said, in the family, and, and be abusive in, in turn, but really what it was, she said it was a cry for help, because deep inside herself, she really wanted to be able to love, but didn't know how to love. It hadn't been ministered to her. And so as she <clears throat> grew up, she fell in, in love with a young man who just got out of prison. and He was no good for her, and they ended up having a, a relationship, but she got pregnant and then he uh, you know, uh, forced her to have a, a, an abortion. And so now she's living with all the guilt of that and the pain and the struggle of it and just felt lost and, and abandoned in her spirit. But she went back to the family home. It's interesting, the mother had been praying a novena to St. Jude of the cases uh, for her daughter. And at the last day of the novena, the daughter turns up. And she arrives at um, uh, the, the family home. And they convinced her that it'd be good for her to go to this program that we had on. So she came. It was like living uh, together for a whole week uh, and a Christian sort of thing. And um, so she came. And she said later that she looked at all the faces and said, I don't belong here. They're all too happy. They're too joyful. And she wanted to escape. But she stayed. And something got her. And it was like the, the image of Jesus crucified that got her. And there was a song that we used to sing that got her, and you may sing it here, I'm not sure. It goes like this, sorry about my voice. Crucified, lay behind the stone. He lived to die, rejected and alone. Like a rose, trampled on the ground. He took the fall and thought of me above all. That got her because she knew she was like that rose trampled on the ground. And that Jesus, out of love, had entered into her suffering and now was bringing it new hope. 
that she experienced the love as he thought of me above all as he hung on the cross for me. And she was so touched by that that she felt there was a drawing to go to the sacrament of reconciliation. And she did. And she just poured it all out there. Didn't go, it wasn't with me, it was with another priest. She poured it out. By the way, all these people have um, got permission to speak about them. And she, she is now a transformed woman. You know, she's been able to get married with a fine young uh, Christian man uh, and uh, they've got kids and it's a beautiful family and it's a story of transformation. See, that's my message to you today. It's really simple. Wherever Jesus is, there's healing. And my friends, he is here now. And he will come especially under the appearance of bread and wine, the Eucharist and we will receive him to ourselves. One final story, if I may. Sister Breach McKenna, who herself had been healed from uh, multiple sclerosis um, uh, through the Eucharist, and she had a healing ministry. And she told me that um, one time she was in Mexico, and there was a little village, and the priest was setting up an, an altar out in the country for the people who had just lived around the village. They didn't have a church. There was a dinky little altar, and the people were gathering. And she noticed this woman come, and she was carrying a bundle. And the, she said, what, what's, what's in your bundle? And the woman opened up, and there was a little boy, you know, old enough to walk, but just walk. And, and then uh, he was all covered with burns, because he'd obviously rolled over in the fire. Uh, and... So she came because she thought there might be some healing. And Breed said to her, well, look, it's, it's time for Mass. So just put the child down in front of the altar and then <clears throat> later on I'll pray. And so she did. During the Mass, Breed noticed something. At the time of the consecration, when the priest holds up the host, she saw that the people were kneeling there on the, on the grass, you know, just kneeling and with their eyes fixed on him, in such a way she said, oh my goodness, these people really believe this is Jesus. So anyway, at the end of the Mass, Breach uh, found the woman, she said, oh, can I pray for your child? Uh, where is, she, where is your, your boy? And she said, the woman said to her, oh, he's over there playing with the other kids. And Breach is Irish, she said, oh my God, he's healed! And uh, the woman said to her, in all simplicity, but sister, didn't Jesus come? The same Christ comes here in a few minutes. So bring yourself to him, whatever it is. Whatever is the pain, whatever is the struggle, whether it's physical, emotional, or spiritual, he wants to meet you. And, and he will. He's close to the brokenhearted and the crushed in spirit he saves. Wherever Jesus is, there is healing. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. 
and consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.